Now, it has been a little over two weeks since Azerbaijan launched a lightning military operation that ended the Armenian separatist presence in the disputed western region of Nagorno-Karabakh. Almost the entire Armenian population of 120,000 people fled across the border to Armenia as the Azeri military quickly overwhelmed separatist forces. A meeting between the presidents of Azerbaijan and Armenia that was due to take place today in Spain has been cancelled. Our diplomatic correspondent Paul Adams spent the last few days in Nagorno-Karabakh on a press tour organised by the Azeri authorities. The stillness after the storm. In a region torn apart by decades of conflict, has peace finally come? And at what cost? Two weeks after Azerbaijan's lightning operation, we're taken to bunkers and trenches abandoned by Armenian rebels. The visit is heavily controlled. We're only seeing what the Azeri authorities want us to see. The Armenians left in a hurry. There are signs of haste here, but not fighting. The logbook records activity until 10 days before Azerbaijan struck. So for three years, this was the front line, with the Armenian rebels holding this ridgeline overlooking their city of Stepanakert down there in the valley, and the Azeri military in control in Shusha, just up there on the hill. But in a matter of 24 hours, all of that changed. These front lines simply vanished, and now everything is silent. We move on down the road used by Armenian civilians as they fled in panic. Glimpses here of a terrifying exodus, driven out by months of blockade and sudden fear. As their would-be state collapsed around them, the Armenians didn't wait for their enemies to arrive. This, Azerbaijan says, was their choice. Indeed, we do regret that civilian population has decided, uh, many of them, to leave. And of course, in this case, and we respect freedom of choice and freedom of movement. And also, majority of the population on the ground, they also have an ethnic hatred against an Azerbaijanis. They say that again, I cannot live under the flag of Azerbaijan. Is this the kind of end of this whole 30-year story, in your view? Uh, we do hope that, really. Finally, we are coming to the final conclusion of this 200-years-old conflict between Armenia and Azerbaijan. Really, Azerbaijan wants a peace. Russia's peacekeepers are still here, but for how long? With Azerbaijan finally controlling all its territory, there's nothing for them to do. But plenty for the new authorities. In areas taken back earlier, the state is investing heavily. Power, roads, whole communities. In Lachin, the Najafov family has come back to a home seized by Armenia 31 years ago and now rebuilt. Today's freakish storm threatens to flood the house, but the family seems thrilled to be here. For 27 years, every day I would wake up and say, we're going back. Coming back was like a dream. Thanks to our soldiers and our president, we are now here. Azerbaijan feels that history is on its side. There's a real sense of pride here, but acute sensitivity too. This was as close as we were allowed to get to the abandoned Armenian city at the center of this whole story, Stepanakert, which Azerbaijan calls Khankendi. Accused of causing a humanitarian disaster, our hosts weren't ready to show us its deserted streets. 
Paul Adams, BBC News, Nagorno-Karabakh. Well, let's go live to the Armenian capital now, Yerevan, and speak to our correspondent there, Rehan Dimitri. Good morning, Rehan. Now, yesterday, you and I were talking about the meeting of uh, the leaders of Azerbaijan and Armenia that would take place today in Spain. There was hope that might lead to some kind of peace. Now, those talks are not happening. Tell us more. That's right, Samantha. Yesterday, uh, the president of Azerbaijan, Ilham Aliyev, he pulled out at the very last moment out of these peace talks in Granada. Um, and the reasoning that was uh, given by official press in Azerbaijan was that Azerbaijani leader wanted Turkey to be part of these talks. The proposed format was Armenia, Azerbaijan, Germany, France and the EU. Uh, but he pulled out and uh, that was the reason he wanted Turkey to be part of it and, and apparently Germany and France refused. That uh, also came off the back of a visit by the French foreign minister to Yerevan, Catherine Colonna, who uh, has promised uh, military equipment to Armenia. That, in the view of Azerbaijan, was a biased kind of pro-Armenian approach by France. But we know that the Armenian prime minister is in Spain today. He will nevertheless be holding his meetings with European leaders. And he announced yesterday that he was ready to sign the document based on mutual respect of territorial integrity of two countries. And he regretted that such opportunity was no longer there. Okay, uh, Rehan, thank you so much. Rehan Dimitri in Yerevan for us.